0: Give it up, kids. Thank you so much, kids, for leading us in worship this morning. And parents, if you're wondering, how can my kids be a part of that? Uh, those videos are posted every Saturday morning sometime around 9 o'clock. I think there's another set at 10 o'clock, and I want to encourage you to take advantage of these wonderful ministry opportunities. Uh, we're beginning a new message series uh, this morning. We're calling it Mindset uh, change your thinking change your life you We'll have your bibles there I encourage you to find them go to second corinthians chapter ten. Second corinthians chapter 10 we will get there uh here in just a moment but i think it would be good for us to begin this entire series on prayer so uh, if you would please join me in prayer uh, good morning God here we are again uh, to worship and praise you and we are declaring again God that that the church is not just a building because we're gathered in our homes we're gathered in our cars uh, we're gathered at different places scattered God uh, around not just this state but even around the United States and God in some random places around the world but we come together as the body of Christ Uh declare that you are good uh, to praise you and to worship you God but also God to seek your direction we find ourselves in a season of life that is very uncertain. Uh, we're not sure about what to do. Do we open? Do we not open? Do, do we keep this closed down? Do we open this? Do I trust uh, what the politicians tell you? Do I, to this scientist or this scientist? And our mind is just overwhelmed, God. So this morning, uh, we ask that you would help us get a grip on our mindset Uh, That you would give us uh, some clarity, God, from your word on how we can get a hold of the thoughts and the things that are going on in our head. uh, So we can, through our lives, uh, not just endure this pandemic, but to thrive in it and to be a witness for you. So God, uh, just be with us as we open your word and, and teach us. In Jesus' name, all God's people said Amen. So, as I mentioned, we are beginning a new message series this morning. You want to take some notes. This is going to be one of those mornings you want to take some notes. If you're not going to do it on the app, uh, you can always find those notes on our website. You can download them or just grab you a piece of paper on the side and start writing down. But this is one of those mornings uh, where I think you're going to want to do that. Because over the next four weeks, uh, we're going to be looking at the mind of Paul. If you change your thoughts, you change your life. And that's exactly what Paul did. But Paul didn't start there. In fact, some of you are going to kind of like this idea is that Paul, for the longest time, he kind of felt like he was going crazy in his mind anybody besides me sometimes you feel like you're going crazy in your mind Uh, this morning I don't mind telling you I feel like I'm going a little crazy in my mind and the apostle Paul was over here in Romans chapter 7 he said something like this you remember this man uh, man the the good I want to do I I don't do and but the evil I do not want to do that I keep on doing he says I find this law at work within me Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me, and I do it. But in my inmost being, I delight in God's law. But there's another law working within me, making me a prisoner of the law of my mind I mean anybody sometimes feel like you're a prisoner of the law in your mind um, I will tell you uh, that is me particularly this morning I feel like I had this constant battle going on in my mind and I feel like some of you probably do as well uh, but the good news is over time Paul learned how to master his thoughts and so I think if we're going to not just survive, but thrive in this COVID-19, we ourselves also, like Paul, need to learn how to uh, master our thoughts, uh, to get control of our mind, to have a different, a stronger mindset, because the mind is a battlefield. And Paul did that. And he gives us kind of example of how he did that over here in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And so, if you have your Bibles there, Second Corinthians chapter ten, uh, we're going to begin reading down there at verse three. And here's how it goes: I think we have it on the screen. For though we live in the world, uh, we do not wage war as the world does. Uh, the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. Followers of Jesus Christ have access to these supernatural weapons. They are the weapons of the kingdom of God. Uh, Our weapons, it says, are not of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power. There in your home, say power, say power, power. Yeah, that that, that word literally there in the Greek is deutymus. It's where we get our word dynamite, that we have this divine power, this miraculous power of God to do what? To demolish stronghold. Now, what is a stronghold? Uh, the Greek word there for stronghold is akamara, uh, which means to grab hold of something uh, when you are in a fortified prison. Alcamore is this fortified prison. It is this prisoner of deception where you're in a prison because of the lies of the thoughts in your mind. Uh, The evil one comes to put you and me in a prison. The evil one says, uh, your thinking is thinking. I'm going to put you and make you believe things that are not true. Uh, Jesus said, the evil one is the father of the all, lie, of all the lies. He wants to put you in a stronghold, your mind, where you think things about yourself that are not true, such as uh, you can't trust people. Uh, you'll never be good enough. Uh, you can't let people know the real you. Uh, God really doesn't love you. Uh, God is not listening to your prayers. Uh, your life is always going to be bad. You're always going to struggle. You're always going to— be hurting. Your body is always going to be in shambles. You're never going to know true intimacy. Those are lies from the pit of hell that puts your mind in a stronghold. But we have been given the power to demolish those strongholds. Verse 5, we demolish, we destroy, we emasculate all arguments every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So over the course of the next four weeks, maybe five, maybe five, but for sure four weeks, uh, we are going to learn to notice any thought that is not of God. Uh, We are going to learn how to capture that thought and we are going to learn how to make it obedient to Christ. Now, here's the very first thing I want you to write down in your message notes. This is why this matters so, so much. Uh, my life is always moving in the direction of my strongest thoughts. Uh, let that sink in. Hear it again. My life is always moving in the direction of my strongest thoughts. Your life reflects the thoughts that you think. If you want to change your life, you have to begin by changing your stinking thinking. You change your thoughts, you begin to change your life. Uh, Proverbs 23, 7, over in the King James Version, it goes like this. For as a man thinketh, within his heart, so he is, or so he becomes. If you think you can't, you won't. If you believe through Christ that you can, you will. If you believe you are a victim, if you believe the world is always trying to get you, and the deck of cards is always stacked against you, you will always be a victim. If you believe that you are an overcomer, if you believe that you have the power of God with you, you believe that you will overcome in the name of Jesus, if you are always dwelling on the problems, if you're always focusing on what you cannot do— If you're always focusing on your pain and on your struggle, you will always live and be stuck in that problem. But if you're looking for the solution, if you're looking for God's presence who is always with you, you can and you will overcome. And you will recognize that God is always working for the good in your life. Now what do we know about our thoughts? In almost every situation in your life, uh, the battle, the battle is won in the mind. Uh, Your mind is a battlefield. Uh, Some of you think your marriage is the battlefield. Uh, Some of you think your parenting is the battlefield. Uh, Some of you think the place where you work, uh, that is the primary battlefield. And if that is what you think, you've already lost the battle. Because the battle is in your thought life, between God's truth about you and the enemy's lies to you. The war is between God's truth and the enemy's deception. Now, I want us to pause here for a second, and I want you to I want you to stop. I want you to think about what you think about. If that's that I want you to think about what you think about. Uh, we're going to take what I want to call as a thought audit. Uh, we're going to put here in just a moment uh, three different kind of polar opposites on the screen with numbers 1 to 10, and I want you to see these pop up. I want you to take a thought audit about your own life and to see which way you kind of lean. Will you lean over this way, or you lean over this way? Uh, just watch? And the first one is worried versus peaceful. Worried thoughts <coughs> versus peaceful thoughts. I mean, how many of your worries? I mean, you're always worrying about what people think. Uh, you worry about the future of your children. Uh, you're worried about money. You're worried about your career. You're worried about, is this COVID-19 ever going to go away? You're worried, am I ever going to get back in church? You're worried, how long am I going to teach today, right? How long is he going to teach? I I just forgot. You're not worried about that. You can just push the pause button or turn it off, and I would never know. Uh, Versus some of you, though, that you have a peaceful mind. I mean, you rest well at night. Uh, You don't toss and turn in the bed. You're not anxious. You're not fretting. You don't have these obsessive thoughts. Uh, Your mind is pretty chill. Uh, Chill doesn't mean you don't care. Uh, Chill does not mean you face the brutal facts. Uh, Chill means that your mind is not continually running at a thousand rpms a second. Uh, You have learned to master your mind, to get control of this battlefield, and to control what you can control. Here's the second one. A negative versus a positive mindset. Uh, Which way do you lean? Uh, Kind of pick a number in there. Uh, Do you lean being more negative or to being more positive? Hey, think about people. Uh, When you look at people, the very first thought Are you critical about people? Uh, Do you always go, man, I can't believe she wore that? Is that your first thing? Oh, I can't believe he's acting like that. Uh, Do you easily find fault with people? Is it one of your spiritual gifts? Uh, to always notice something that is wrong in somebody else's life, or, or are you are you discontent? Uh, do you always feel like life is hard? Oh no, it's going to get worse. My life is so difficult; it's just getting worse by the minute. Or, do you have a more positive mindset? Uh, I believe the best in people. I, I believe that people are good. Uh, I I believe that people are looking out for the best in one of people's lives. I I believe in the goodness of God. I believe that God is with me. I believe that God is for me. I believe that God is working for the good in my life. I just got to ask you, are you generally more negative or more positive in your thinking? Do you have stinking thinking or do you have sweet thinking? Here's the last one. Uh, Do you find yourself thinking more worldly, or more like the kingdom of God? Uh, Do you spend the most of your time thinking about the things of this world? Hey, what's going to benefit me? What's going to help me? What's going to happen to me? What's going to take care of my life? Oh, worry, worry, worry. Me, 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 me. Or... Are you thinking about God's kingdom? God, how can you use me to bless others? God, how can you use me to encourage others? God, how can you use me to bring glory to your name? Let me say this again. Think about what you think about. Because your life is moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. In other words, what goes in To your mind comes out of your life. Uh, No matter where you live, no matter the size of the house, no matter the size of your bank account, no matter the the upper echelon of your job or the lower echelon of your job, I don't care where you are on the picking order or the totem pole. Uh, No matter uh, what you have access to, Uh, No matter about your wealth and your resources or how, how, how little that you have. You cannot have a positive life if you have a negative mindset. It is impossible. Your thoughts matter. Your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. So here's my question. Are you excited about where your thoughts are taking you? Let me ask that again. Are you excited about where your thoughts are taking you? Uh, Think about it. If our lives are moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts, are you excited about your future? Do you feel blessed about what is about to happen in your life? Or are, you, are you excited about the new thing that God is going to do in your life? Now, several years ago, I came to the conclusion uh, that no. I, the answer was no for me because of the way I was thinking uh, in my mind. Now, I'm going to be kind of transparent with you this morning on a couple of things. Uh, some of you are going to go, whoa, I can't believe our pastor or things like that. Hey, listen. Don't leave the church and think that I need counseling. I want to encourage you to stay in the church and know that I need counseling, okay? Uh, We all need counseling of some kind, and I will tell you, I really do this morning. Uh, Now, I will tell you, most of the time, uh, and and this morning is not one of those cases, but most of the times, in the 30 to 40 minutes of when I am teaching, my mind feels pretty strong. Uh, I feel pretty faith-filled. I'm pretty optimistic sort of guy. The glass is not just half full. It's overflowing. There's not enough room to contain it. Uh, But but sometimes, many times, uh, the three or four days before teaching and the three or four days after teaching, uh, I can be a mess Uh, before teaching. I can go to places like this. Well, you know, that message was okay. I guess that message, it, 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 it was all right, but man, it wasn't good enough. It didn't measure up. It didn't, my goodness, no, what, why does it matter? So what? Why did it even matter, right? And then it kind of gets on the other side of the other, on the other side of it, go, oh, man, that was terrible. Man, that didn't accomplish anything. I cannot believe it. I, if, I, if I went to Pathway Church, uh, I'd probably leave after hearing that message. I was, and man, my mind, and, and I go, whoa, really? You're crazy. Yeah, I'm telling you, sometimes I get locked up in this, stinking thinking I I don't might even tell you when we finished the uncharted water message series uh for three days after that uh you ask my wife Dallas she'll tell you man I, I for three days I was in a funk I had people ask me man Rick what is wrong with you I mean what is going on and my mind just got stuck in this place of stinking thinking now, for the past several years, uh, this has been a priority in my prayer life. Uh, I've I just prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. And I have read so many books about this subject. I've learned so much about this subject matter. And so for the next few weeks, I just kind of want to share with you about some of the things that I've learned. And some of the practical tools uh, that I apply into my life that kind of helps me uh, so I can root out the lies of the enemy. Because the enemy is going to lie. The enemy is a liar. And so I can believe what God's truth has to say about us. And I will tell you, in this time of this COVID-19 and this pandemic, I think this is a critical message. Because there are some of you, uh, your stinking thinking is just occupying your mind, and it's sabotaging your marriages, it's sabotaging your parental relationships, it's sabotaging you as you think about your future and the uncertainty of your job, it's really messing with you. I want to say it again your life is headed in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Your marriage, your marriage is heading in the direction of the most powerful thoughts in your brain. If you're single, any possibility of of any relationships in the future is moving in the direction of the thoughts you have about yourself right now. How Your current financial state, in large part, is the end result of your thinking, of your thought light. And if you're someone who has a lot of joy, or you're someone who has hardly any joy during this crazy time in which we find ourselves in the world, the culprit and the source of uh, the culprit of the lack of joy and uh, the source of your joy is focused on what you believe to be true about life, about God, and about yourself. Uh, so this morning, all we're doing is we're building a foundation uh, for, this, for this message series. That's all we're, This is a short zero. This is kind of ground zero uh, this morning. And so here's the first action step I want you to consider taking. and your notes to be number one, little three, number one. I want you to identify, I'm going to identify and capture the strongholds we talked about that in the scripture, the strongholds that are holding me back. Now what is a stronghold? A stronghold is when I'm a prisoner of deception. Uh, what is deception? It is the lies of the enemy that I have bought into about me that are not true, that keeps me from living the life that God wants me to live. Uh, Maybe you hear it in your self-talk. Some of you, uh, anybody besides me, uh, talk to yourself. I talk to myself all the time. Here's some stuff that sometimes we say to ourselves, hey, I'm never going to be good enough, never. Hey, my past is too bad. Uh, I've done too many wrong things. Uh, There's no way God could ever love me. God could ever do anything good in my life. Uh, I can't trust anybody. I can't get close to anybody after what they did to me, what he, she, he did, what she did, what they did. No, no, no. I can never, I will never trust anybody. I'm never going to find a job I can love. I'm never going to get out of debt. I'm never going to get well. My body's going to feel bad for the rest of my life. My mind's going to be messed up for the rest of my life. I don't care how hard I try, I will never be able to be happily married. I'm just stuck in this marriage from the pit of hell for forever. Whew, that's a lie. So let me ask you, what is the number one lie? What is the number one stronghold that is preventing you from living the life that God wants you to live right here in the middle of this COVID-19 pandemic. Now what happens, and why is this so important? Whenever you have a thought, a little science here, whenever you have a thought, your brain begins to redesign itself around that thought. It's literally changing the chemical makeup of your brain. Every single thought that you have is changing the neurochemical makeup of your brain. And if you think a positive thought, your brain rewards you with a little something called dopamine, right? I mean, you get a little shot of dopamine. Some of you heard the word dope and you got excited. No, I'm not talking about dope. It's dopamine dopamine It's a God-given drug that kind of gives you a quick hit, that gives you a lift, that gives you a burst, that makes you feel a little bit better about yourself and about life. Uh, somebody comes up to you and they say, good news, hey, I got some good news for you. Your know, good news, don't. Dopamine, right? Uh, You're looking good. Someone comes up and says, man, you're looking good today. Man, hey, you're looking fine. Dopamine, right? Everything like that. Hey, someone says, hey, hey, uh, I I, I saw your social media post. It was awesome, right? Or you see, you got a hundred comments on your social media post. Dopamine, Dallas calls me and says, hey, honey, uh, come home. I'm thinking about you. Dopamine! I'm home as quick as I can, right? Uh, That's that little adrenaline thing that kind of pops in uh, when something good figures into your mind, okay? And when you have those sort of thoughts, you go, man, I like that thought. I want to think it again, okay? So you change your thinking, you change your thoughts, you change how you feel. Here's the second thing you got to do. You got to change the neural pathways that my thoughts travel. I'm going to change The neural pathways in my brain, my thoughts travel. Now, Pastor, uh, how do I do that? That sounds a little bit too psychiatric and too psychology. How can I do that? Listen, here, here it comes. I want to be very clear. The more you think of thought, you say that again. The more you think of thought, the more scientists and psychiatrists say you are creating A neural pathway in your brain. Your thoughts, as they repeat over and over again, create a pathway in your brain. If you choose to step off of a sidewalk and walk on the grass, and you walk on that grass frequent and often enough, eventually you will create a pathway cutting across from the sidewalk. The more you think a thought, the easier it comes to travel down the path of that thought. If you think that thought often enough, it becomes your default thought. Something happens, you automatically go to that thought. If you tell yourself, I don't have enough, I'll never have enough. If you tell yourself that over and over and over again, if you tell yourself the thought, I'll never be good enough, I'll never measure up. I'll never be the parent these kids need me to be. If you repeat that thought enough over and over and over again, you will create a neural pathway in your brain that becomes your default thought, thought. And you will automatically go to that thought in order to change your thinking. You're stinking thinking, you gotta change the path that your thoughts travel. If I have nothing but a negative path and a negative thought comes in my brain, I gotta say, here it is, I gotta say, stop. That is a negative thought. I'm not gonna think that thought. That thought is not from God. That thought is not true. That's not who I am. That's not who God says I am. I am going to travel down another path. This is who God says I am. This is what God wants my life. This is the way I'm going to go. And when you do that over and over again, you're creating a new pathway in your brain. Now, if you continue to travel down an unhealthy pathway, that unhealthy pathway become clear because you're beating it down, it becomes easy to travel down. But if you stop traveling down that mental neural pathway over time, The grass grows back up on that pathway, the resistance, and it doesn't look as appealing to you, and when something happens, a trigger, you don't go down that path. But when you create new pathways with God-honoring thoughts, the God-honoring thought becomes the default pathway that your brain automatically goes to. For example... Uh, you come home from work. Uh, you've had a miserable day. It's been a long day. You've had a, a stressful day. Uh, and, and you're someone who gets to go to the office and not be self-quarantined at home. In fact, you've got to go in. You're jealous of the people who get to work from home. And you're kind of frustrated and upset about that. And you come home when the house is a mess and there's stuff everywhere and the kids are running around. And you come in and you go, Aah! and you explode and cloud up and rain on everybody. And the more times you do that, if you do that frequently, you're creating a neural pathway in your brain that says, when I come home stressed and I see chaos in the home, I'm going to cloud up and rain over everybody, right? Just, wow. But what if uh, you're driving on the way home, uh, you pull into the driveway, and you go, you stop and you count to 10, and you go, hold it. Uh, I'm going to change the pathway in my brain. Stop. That's not a good thought. I am not going to go in there and cloud up and rain over my family today stop my wife loves me my spouse loves me I love her I love them I'm gonna walk in and I'm gonna be a blessing to them because they've been here all day long and then you walk in the house and the house looks the same and the kids are just as yelling right but over time if you stop tell to 10 a hundred or whatever you can create a new pathway in your brain Some of you, okay, some of you, uh, and you immediately feel bad. The first thing you do is you go to the refrigerator, right, and you got to eat something. You go, oh, man, I'm feeling terrible. Uh, I'm going to eat. You have created a pathway between your brain and the refrigerator. Oh, I don't feel good. And I've been there and done that. I go, I don't feel good ice cream, bluebell ice cream, and then I ate all the ice cream. Uh, sometimes I would eat the whole gala, half gallon of ice cream, and afterwards I did not feel so good. But if you capture that thought, as the Scripture says, you capture that thought, and you say, no, no, actually, when I eat more of this ice cream, I don't feel better, I feel worse. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to capture, I'm going to demolish that thought. I'm going to do something different. And then you do something different, right? You capture the thought, hold it capture, and then you go exercise for 15 minutes, maybe. Uh, You go for a walk. You read a book. You do something that's going to give you a little dose of dopamine, because you feel good about this different decision, and you're beginning to create a new pathway in your brain to overcome that, which was a stronghold uh, in your life. Uh, Your mind tells you, I'm going to blow it. I always blow it. I'm not good enough. I'm going to mess up. That is a lie from hell. Uh, That is not a God-honoring pathway. Instead, you say, I'm going to capture that thought I'm not going to travel down that that path. I'm not going to believe that thought. I'm going to create a new pathway. Uh, God loves me. My God is for me. My God is with me. If God is for me, who can be against me? My God is blessing me. God's Spirit is in me. God hears my prayers. God will never leave me or forsake me. How do I change my life? You got to change the way you think, change the way you think, change your mindset, you change the direction of your life. And then number 3, I got to name the truth that de- the God truth that demolishes my stronghold. If you're going to change your thinking, you got to identify that the lies that the enemy is saying, and then you got to name, identify the truth that is in God's word. Now, what does Scripture have to say about this? I'm going to turn over to Romans chapter 12, uh, verse 2. If you have your Bibles right there, you may want to turn to it, and I'll show it to you. Romans chapter 12, uh, verse 2. Here's what, very simple, very powerful. It says, do not conform to the patterns of this world. It could say, do not conform to the pathways of the world. Uh, do not think like the world thinks. Uh, Do not live like the world lives, but instead be, what does it say? Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Scientists would say that you're rewiring uh, your brain. Uh, God's Word would say you are renewing your mind. You are creating new pathways. So here's the homework. Here's what I want everybody to do. I want you to identify the stinking thinking, the primary thoughts that are a stronghold that are holding you back, such as, hey, I'm not lovable. Hey, I'll never have a really good, meaningful, true, uh, intimate relationship with anyone. I'm not good enough. Uh, I'll never be good enough. Uh, God doesn't love me. God couldn't love me. Uh, God can never accept someone like me. Uh, why try? It's not worth the effort. You got to stop and you got to name and identify that negative thought. Uh, you cannot defeat what you cannot define. Let me say that again. Somebody needs to write that down. You cannot defeat what you cannot define. You got to name the stronghold. You got to name the thought that is not true, you got to name the lie. you got to write it down. Name, and, then, and then, right, you're going to say, I'm going to change. I'm going to change the pathway. I'm going to change the pathway of how I am thinking. I'm going to do that. And then you name the truth It's going to demolish it. Uh, I, I'm about to turn 65, and so I'm thinking about these big birthdays. And I remember when, when I turned 30. Um, I was going to go into the office early that morning and get some stuff done. I was getting in about about seven o 'clock in the morning and I, and I walked in about seven o 'clock in the morning. I was going to get out of there, but I noticed something was weird. Uh, the jar was kind of a door like somebody was in the building, and I was a youth pastor when I was thirty, and youth pastors kind of have a sixth sense that something 's wrong because uh, young people are always pulling pranks on you. I know how you are young people and, and so and so I went around kind of very quietly. I looked in the bathroom and kind of looked at it and somebody had put Cellophane—the old trick of cellophane over the over the top of the toilet lid. I said, "Okay, uh, something's going on here." I peeked in my office door. My office was kind of ajar. I said, "Hmm, somebody got in there," and I saw my furniture all kind of been turned around. And so I just instinct kicked in, and I went over, i went over to the closet door, opened the closet door, and said. Hey, surprise, gotcha. And two youth were in the closet. they have been there since 4.30 or 5. I don't know, they will jump out to surprise me. I said, surprise, and I closed the door. And I said, I'm locking the door. There was no lock on the door. I said, I'm locking the door. In fact, I got this chair. I'm going to put this chair up against the door. You're not getting out all day. Well, the chair wouldn't fit, okay? The chair wouldn't fit, so I just kind of set it aside. And I said, guys, the door, you, I got a chair against it. You can't come out. Hey, on the inside, I'm just killing it. I'm just laughing like crazy on the inside because the door is totally unlocked. Right? Oh no, 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 no! You gotta let me out. My parents are gonna kill me. Uh, what is is, I gotta get to my job. Blah blah blah. I gotta get to this. Like they, were, they were all just all been out of shape, and I just was left, I was just laughing. I thought it was awesome. I caught them at their own trick, and I had an appointment with a couple. Uh, at 8 o'clock, and so <laughs> about 20, 30 minutes into my appointment, I hear this kind of ruffles up there in the attic, and I knew what had happened. Uh, one of the guys had pushed the other, there's a crawl hole in my closet, had got up in the attic, and was finding his way out. I said to the couple, excuse me, I said, hey listen, if you'll get back down, I'll let you out in a minute. Just get down from of course, that couple looked at me like I was crazy. I said, get get out of there, and so they, they wound up, they got back down, and, and here's the irony. Uh, The door was unlocked the whole time. The door was unlocked the whole time. And church, I want you to hear this. There are many of you who are locked up in a stronghold. And it's locked by a lie that is not even true. God has set you 3. From every lie that the enemy has And will ever put against you But you're just locked in a prison And you don't need to be there you got to believe the truth Of what God says about you And bust through of any strongholds Not surrender to them you got to press for the truth And that's what I love about the Apostle Paul The Apostle Paul did not give in To his stinking thinking And that's exactly what he says here in the scripture Let me say it again in 2 Corinthians 10 Here again 2 Corinthians 10 verse Verse 3, please hear it again. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. We don't give in to all the stinking thinking in our head and fight and resist. No, the weapons we fight with are heavenly weapons. They are weapons of God. They are weapons that have divine power that come not from this earth, from not from, you never come from God himself. On the contrary, we fight with weapons that are not of this world. They have divine power to demolish, to destroy, to crush these strongholds. And so we demolish these arguments. Anything that is not of God, everything that is not true, if every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, And we take captive, we capture it. And I love that little word there in in, in the Greek for captive. It actually means to seize. It means to arrest with a sword or a spear. We take captive with a sword or a spear, every thought, every lie, and we make it obedient to Christ. It means you're going to capture it at sword point. Now, that's interesting right here. That when you flip over to the book of Ephesians, in Ephesians chapter 6, the Apostle Paul talks about the armor of God. And he says that when you are fighting a battle, uh, a kingdom battle, uh, that we have these weapons that are access to us. Uh, And they all are defensive except for one Uh, you have the helmet of salvation. Uh, you have the breastplate of righteousness. You have the shield of faith. You have the belt of truth. You have the shoes that are ready with the gospel of peace. But there's one that's not defensive, it is an offensive. And it says it's a sword of the Spirit. And the sword of the Spirit is the Word of God, of what God has to say about you in His Word, that we are to capture every lie from anyone by the sword of the Spirit. We declare that thought is not from God. uh, Therefore, I'm not going to believe it. I'm not going to buy into it. I'm going to believe what God has to say. I'm going to embrace what God says. I'm going to capture any wrong Thought. I'm not going to go down that negative pathway. I'm not going to go down that way. That's the easy way, that old way I thought, that stinking thinking for years and years. I'm going to walk away from it. I'm going to move away from it. I'm going to create a new pathway. I'm going to wear this path out, the truth of God's Word, over and over again until it is my default path, until that is the natural way that I go. Church, listen. The more you travel down the path of God's truth, the more you believe it. And the more you believe it, the more God will renew your mind. The more you will walk in faith not by sight. The more God's Spirit will guide you. The more God's Word will direct you. The more God's power will give you strength to overcome, to do what God created you to do. Listen again. Your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest Thoughts, what goes into your mind comes out in your life. You got to capture every wrong, demonic, evil thought. Now, the number one issue that I've had in my life, be a little transparent here with you again. Is that I'm not good enough. And this goes back to my childhood. And I don't know why I bought into that lie, but I did years ago. I'm not good enough. You got to try harder. You're not good enough. You got to try harder. You're not good enough. You got to try harder. You're not good enough. You got to do more. You got to press. You can't let up. You can't let off the gas. You can't rest. You can't take time off. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't. And then when I got older, it just matured <laughs> into a bigger problem uh, that manifested in my life. Uh, yeah, I know I need counseling. I still do. Some of you do too. At least I'm willing to admit right? And, uh, Uh, It matured into like, you know, uh, whatever I do, it seems like I lose. If I invest all of my time uh, at the church, uh, I fail at home. That seems like whatever I do, I'm going to fail. If I invest all my time at work, uh, at home, I'm going to fail in the church. Uh, no message will ever be good enough. No message will ever meet the standard. It's not really going to help people. What, what really does it matter, you know? I mean, they, they hear they kind of go on with the rest of the week. I, I can't meet with everyone who wants to. All the expectations are all so high. I can't meet the expectation. The phone never stops reading. The emails never stop coming in. I'll never, ever measure up. I'll never be good enough. I'll never have what it takes. On my own, I'm always going to fail, and I'll never be good enough. Now, here's the problem with that little statement that I say in my my mind. Uh, There's some truth to part of that. And the truth is, on my own, uh, I will never be good enough. On my own, I will always have some measure of failure. On my own, I will never meet the standard on the expectation. But here's the truth. I am never on my own ever. My God is with me. My God is for me. My God loves me. In his word, he says, I will never leave you or forsake me. My spirit, the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is in you. That is the truth. That is the pathway. And church, when you walk down that pathway, when I walk down that pathway, it's amazing when you stay on that path. And your mind, uh, you always have the time to do what God wants you to do. Uh, You always have the resources to do what God wants you to do. You always have the strength to do what God wants you to do. I mean, the more you stay focused upon this path, the more you stay focused upon what God says in His Word, the more you're able to know the truth of God is dwelling in you. And I have His Spirit comforting, guiding, directing me, and I know that is true. In fact, I have all that I need to do what God wants me to. To do, in fact, that comes from Second Peter. We're going to put it on the screen. Second uh, Peter one uh, three, and um, I think we'll put it on the screen. Do we have that on the screen? Second Peter one three. I think we do. Yeah, it says His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life. I want you to change that. I'm just going to stop right there, and I want you to say after, repeat after me: uh, His divine power has given me everything I need for a godly life. His divine power, repeat after me, has given me everything that I need For a godly life. And the more I walk in this truth, the more I walk down that path, the more I repeat that in my brain, that becomes my default fault. Instead of the path of stinking thinking, I walk down the path of God's truth. It becomes the default, such as, man, I can't. I just can't do it. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Uh, I can't get it all done. When I am weak, he is strong. I'm not attractive. I'm, nobody will ever look at me. No, hey, listen, I am fearfully and I am wonderfully made. I am miserable. I am always hurting. I'm never going to feel good ever again. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I'm always going to be alone. No, I will never leave you or forsake you. I'm just a victim. I'm a victim. Nobody's ever gonna love me. Nobody ever's gonna like me. No, I'm an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and the word of his testimony. No, I am not who the enemy says I am. I am who God says I am. Your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. What goes into your mind comes out of your life. Listen, you cannot have a positive life with a negative mindset. What are we going to do? For the next three weeks, we're going to capture the lies. We're going to crush them. We're going to demolish the things that are not true that the enemy has to say, and we're going to get really, really practical, really, really practical uh, about God's truth. John 8, 32, I love it. Uh, Jesus said this, uh, you shall know the truth, and the truth uh, shall set you free. Listen, church, listen. Some of you, listen, listen. Some of you are in a prison, and the only thing that's keeping you in the prison is a lie. The closet is unlocked. Jesus has set you free. You just got to put your hand on the doorknob and open the door and step into the truth. And here's the truth. Here's what Jesus said. He said, I am the way. I am the life. I am the truth. And the truth will set you free. Now, some of you, uh, you're in a prison because of the beliefs in your mind. Uh, you bought into some stuff that's not true. It's just not true. It's not true. Oh, I'm never going to measure up. I'll never be good enough. Uh, God is not with me. God is not for me. God doesn't care for me. Nobody knows about me. Oh, and you just kind of whine and say, oh, my God, it's the end. It's never going to be okay. And you are stuck in the prison from the evil one. God's Word says, I love you. I'll never leave you or forsake you. The truth will set you free. And some of you are just locked in a prison because you bought in lies about God, uh, that God is not good, that God doesn't care, that you just kind of speak up to the sky in your prayers and nobody hears your prayers. And that is a lie from the pit of hell. God sent his son to planet earth to be just like you and me. Went through every trial, every frustration, every thought, every emotion that you and I would ever experience so he would know exactly what you think and exactly why you feel. And he went to the cross. To set you free, uh, not just from your sins, yes, from your sins, but to set you free from your stinking thinking. And God raised him on the third day as proof that if God can take a physical body and give it new life, God can take your brain, your mind, and give you a healthier and a newer mindset. The truth. So I, I want to I pray here for a second. Uh, I want to pray for anyone who just finds himself in bondage, the stress and the anxiety of what's going on out here in the world, and you feel like you're in a prison. You feel like you're never going to get well. or You feel like your marriage is just stuck forever. And there's nothing that God can do. That is a lie from the evil one. Don't buy it. That is a stronghold over your marriage. Uh, Some of you think you're going to be single for the rest of your life That you're unlovable That nobody likes you Nobody sees you God sees you You have friends who see you That is a lie from the pit of hell God wants to demolish it To destroy it Because he knows who you are And there are some of you here uh, uh, The church turned their back on you uh, religion God didn't come to invite you into religion he came to invite you into a relationship and maybe right now uh, the truth's going to demolish his strongholds and you're going to say you know okay I'm tired of building the wall up to keep God away if that's a lie that God doesn't love me and God I need your love in my life I need to know in my mind, in my heart You love me and you know me just kind of open yourself up to it as we sing this song right here of who god says you are not who you think you are not who the enemy says but who god says you are and just receive perhaps for the first, for the first time just receive the good news of god's love for you i invite you to do it right now let's sing this song andrew listen
1: he whispers in my ear tells me that i'm fearless shares a melody, tells me to repeat it. i no.
0: stay in that moment for, stay there for a moment, please. And maybe for the first time someone's gonna say, I am who you say I am God. I am not forsaken. I am not alone. I am not worthless. see me. You know me. Your truth is spoken. I am forgiven. I am loved. There's a plan for my life. No weapon forged against me will prosper. all things through Christ who strengthens me. I am loved. God, we thank you for the truth of your word. And I pray over the course of the next few weeks, God, that you will just put your truth into our minds and give us a stronger mindset about who you are and who you say we are. If there's anyone here this morning kind of needs prayer, just kind of make sure you make met that known there. You want to take a next step and you want to be baptized. Uh, you want to join the church. Hang around afterwards. We've got a Pathfinders here. Just, just don't leave right now. If God has touched you and you need to take a step, please, please take a step. Let us come alongside you and help you become who God says you are. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. See you next weekend.